just saying that you're really great. I can, yeah, I can I'm literally really never tell. I'm really great. That to me can read as I'm, I'm really, really great, great, or I'm considering taking my own life. Either really like, I, literally, actually, I'm really great, and this is hot property. I'm Steve. Right Hitler, on. And I'm really great. And I'm, and I'm really great. And I'm Dan Scully. All right, we're really great. Couple of really you said you're you're in a positively goofy mood today, and uh, this morning I was, yeah. Well, the vibes still seem to be rolling. I, I'm feeling pretty good yeah. about your energy right now, which is almost never the case. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're great. I'm fucking exhausted, but yeah. I'm feeling great. Did you get a haircut? Yeah, I got my haircut last week. It looks great. <laughs> it feels great. <laughs> It felt great to do. It looks really great. So much hair. And then, boom, buzzed it off. And it was just really great to be moving through the world more aerodynamically. I also got a haircut, and it felt really great. It looks really great. Thanks, man. Right on. Right on. It's really great. It's really great. It's great that the two of us got haircuts. Really. Really, it's great. It's really great. Yeah. Really? I can't believe it's not bad. It's not bad at all. No. Not even a little. No. It's it's great. It's Find really. joy in the little things. All right. The little things can be really great. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even when the big things are only regularly great, the little things can be really great. And that yeah. all trickles uphill, up the great hill. It does. It does. Just like, like Sisyphus. Uh, trickle up economics. Just like, yeah, what's his uh, Ronald Reagan, the actor? Um, yeah. That was what he used to say, right? Something. Something. Something about, I don't know how the academy works, man. Yeah, I don't fucking know. All I know is that I'm never going to have the amount of money I want. But if I yeah. keep working hard, and I will be usually working, have enough that I need. I'll be working the rest of my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will Retirement be is not a life. word that our generation can use. Yeah, I will die at work and uh, yeah. likely of old age natural causes. Yep. Because I'm never getting Social Security. I only started collecting 401k income, you know, maybe seven, eight years ago. So mm-hmm. I'm fucked. We're all fucked. And that That's money simple. that money will soon cease to exist. When, when the, that happens. When the uh, global digital economy gets hacked into and eventually toppled over, it's going to be really great. It's going to be really great. Well, see, my plan is I'm going to figure out who's hacking it, and then I'm going to play both sides. That way I always come out on top. You can't say you're playing both sides. We can't actually just do a script from Always Sunny. And I was just, I was just quoting Mac. Yeah, really what it is. Um, but uh, I will how say are this, you, my friend. When, when my money runs out and I'm like 80 years old, yeah, you better believe I'm going to use the last little bit of it to get really high quality heroin, and I'm going to shoot up and just see what that feels like. And if I die, whatever. Honestly, if um, Requiem for a Dream is anything to be believed. Uh, heroin overdose seems pretty pleasant as far as if you had to pick a way to die, you know? Yeah. And I'd be too old to fall down the path of addiction and I'm stealing things and I'm sticking my hand in the in the Salvation Army jar just yeah. to try and get some any amount of, ca- yeah, you know, I'm picking up cigarettes off the sidewalk. You know, I don't, I, I won't be that's doing that. You, that's why you save up a bunch of money, get, a, get too much of it, and then that's the last hit you need. And then that's it. Yeah. I'll just kind of, you know, live out the rest of my days Alan Arkin in a in a little bit sunshine style. Styly. Um anyway, let's talk about something less depressing. Yeah, man, like cocaine. 
<laughs> that's what's that's what's called an upper. Um, well, I will say that you can find us at Hot Property Pod and all the social medias that we're on. That's true. Don't forget to check out our other show, I Like the Movie Movie, which you can find at I'm waiting. Tell me, I want you to guess movie movie cast. Yes. Dot com. It frustrates me that you don't you never knew it was movie movie cast because I reached out to you looking for a new Twitter handle that was less wonky than the previous Twitter handle. And after Garrett passed away, I reached out to you and you said movie movie cast and it was perfect. And then you immediately forgot that that was it forever. And then you became the co-host of the show and you never it never registered ever again. (laughs) I also haven't changed the logo to have my name on it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you know, get on it when you like. If not, no. I'm thinking about my putting mind. my name at the top. <laughs> so Stephen like Richards Stephen presents. presents. <laughs> Steve likes like to, to movie, movie movie with Dan Scully. <laughs> it's called. It's called. I like to Stevie Stevie. <laughs> with, with, starring D. Starring uh, like with Stephen Richards and D. S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's like, sweet, David Schwimmer? And you're like, no, worse. No, it's a Nintendo DS that we keep on a pedestal next to the talk show booth. <laughs> That's the, it's new, it's constantly playing Wario Land. So all of, a, like, all of a sudden you'll hear like, oh, like coming from the DS. <laughs> oh, somebody enjoyed Fight Club. <laughs> Dude, that, are you referencing Metal Gear Solid? Now the the noise that I made was the noise that Mario makes when he goes down a pipe. Oh, I was making Wario <laughs> just ma- just doing grunts. But when you said that, I thought you were talking about Metal Gear Solid. There's a villain in Metal Gear Solid the game that will read your memory card. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. And be yeah. like, I see you like to play Super Smash Brothers, <laughs> and you're like, what? It's like a big like holy shit moment in the game. In order to beat this dude, you got to unplug your uh, back when controllers had plugged. You had to unplug your um, your port from the player one position to the player two, so you so it can't read your mind. I'm putting that in air quotes. Yeah, 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 I remember that. But now that game is being re-released onto the new uh, consoles, and I wonder how they're going to do that because we don't plug our controllers anymore. It's all wireless. Yeah, it'll have to. You have to switch to an Xbox and then plug in an Xbox Connect, and that way you're only using military symbols <laughs> in order to guide people. You know, the I don't know why I just did the face mask from NFL refing, but yeah, uh, you know, you're doing the signals and <laughs> that Dude, kind of Connect thing. was I uh, people in like hindsight really shit on the Xbox Connect. I thought it was fun. I never had any problems with it. I was always yeah. amazed at how well it was integrated. And to tell you the truth, nothing beat scrolling through Netflix just using yeah. gestures. That was the best. I felt like I was in Minority Report I minus so all cool. of the yeah. It was so cool. I would sit there and like never watch a movie. I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. They, they made another Cars movie, and just like you know, and spend the whole day just pretending like I'm I'm in Minority Report. Um. But also, like when we get drunk and play Fruit Ninja on it, that was pretty fun. It was amazing. I don't like playing Fruit Ninja on my phone because rubbing my finger across the screen it's at not... such a speed it generates heat and it yeah. starts to actually like hurt my finger after a while. And also, but... it's not satisfying once you've done the Connect version. You know? Yeah, because then you're actually doing ninja stuff, whereas I'm yeah. just swiping on my screen. It's like I could just do that with any. And game. the bowling game was awesome. almost as good as the Wii. I. 
I liked it better than the Wii, even though I couldn't control my shots as as well. The reduced stress of knowing for sure that I'm not going to throw a controller through the TV screen yeah. made it that much more enjoyable. I give the Wii a bit of an edge only because of the tactileness. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. Tactility. Tactility of the of the accessory and also um the control is a little better obviously as well i mean the wii was definitely one of those like i feel like classically nintendo walks so that uh you know it'll like invent the peripheral and then the other systems will fly with it yeah i watched Um, a youtube documentary about like the rise and fall of like the rock bands and the guitar heroes yeah and now it's just like you think about even introducing a peripheral into today's gaming uh like like scene and it's it wouldn't go over well at all no not at all nobody the wants we, to buy i mean controller. not the Wii. the switch is basically the only it's, peripheral whatever nintendo is doing is constantly going to be the only peripheral that we're using at any time at the moment yeah and what's funny about the switch is like the whole novelty of the switch is you can take it on the go you can play it on the big screen and like very rarely do i play it on the big screen I I hate the portability of it, to be honest with you. I well, and the Switch Lite is kind of what yeah. took over. Like it really is a portable thing. That said, I've never kept up with systems, so the fact that I have a relatively current system is very cool. Um, but I also just put in a ticket this morning with Nintendo to get the controller drift fixed yet again on yeah. both my original and replacement right joystick. I've already done it once before. It's an easy process. But it just sucks knowing that, like, every year or two, I'm either going to have to get a new uh, uh, Joy-Con or I'm going to have to, you know, send in the ones that I have. Because last night I was playing Tears of the Kingdom and I had to shoot this guy in the eyeball, a giant skeleton that I chiseled out of a cave. I was just chiseling, looking for gold and coal and flints with which to start fires and other such things. And suddenly I chipped away enough rock and a skeleton man came out. And And I'm like, fuck, now I'm stuck in a battle and I'm stubborn, so I'm not going to stop this until I beat him. And all I had to do, you shoot him in the eyeball and that makes him sit down and then you just beat the fucking shit out of him. And you do that a couple times and it's fine. But I could not hit his eyeball with my arrows because of controller drift. And I, he's an unbeaten baddie that I've just not... I, I, it's killing me to know that he's still out there in Hyrule. And I can't attack him until I have my Joy-Con fixed. He's at large. He's at large. I mean, he is in the yeah. bottom of a well. So I think he's contained. Okay. But I hate knowing that he's just down there and I had to get the fuck out of Dodge because of, you know, I can't aim. Just really upsetting because i was so into it this sounds like a really rich backstory of your uh detective loki character trying to get this guy i'm bouncing out of the universe to the one where i can get my ability to shoot arrows fixed by the company that made the thing it is very frustrating i i rue the day how long do you think it's going to take oh to get the i mean i do have a a backup joy-con that I that I can use. I I had to go to bed at this point. But um to get the controllers back, the last time I sent them, I sent them and I had them back like literally less than a week. 
Less so, like, a week? That's pretty yeah, good. Kudos to, to Nintendo. They do it for free, and they send it right back, and it's, like, no sweat at all. But it's, like, why are we even doing this in the first place? You know what pisses me off? I want to go... Why is it such a problem that you had to build in a free repair service to... You know, like, come on. Yeah. I, I have glue. Trade in my PS4 at GameStop, because I happen to have it in my uh, car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I was traded in, probably get like what 50 bucks for it, whatever. I'll try to get that into like a PlayStation gift card and I'll yeah, buy it. I'll use that towards my next game. And I didn't have the HDMI cord um that came with it because I just like you know I have a collection of HDMI cords like everyone else on the on the fucking planet. So I yeah. just like didn't know which one it was. So I was like, fuck it. Like everyone else on the planet. I'm sure GameStop has a collection of HDMI cords that go with the PS4. Yeah, and that probably dipped your trade-in value by like 50 bucks on its own. Well, they wouldn't even accept it, dude. What? Yeah, that that blew my mind. I was like... That's insane. I was like, hey, I got a PS4. And they're like, oh, do you have the HDMI cable? I was like, no, I don't have the HDMI cable. And she's like, we can't accept it unless it's a complete set. She's like, but you can go to Five Below, um, which is like a local, like all-sorts store. And she's like, you can get an HMI cable there for like five bucks. And I was like, I think you could probably do that. <laughs> yeah. As a corporation. And just so give like if you're me, gonna give me fifty dollars, give me forty-five. Give me whatever scrap metal you were going to give me for this PS4, and I'll be on my merry way and subtract five dollars from it. And then go get an HDMI cord from we'll call it six box. since you gotta yeah. take a walk around the corner. You know, seven six bucks seven, up. have a tip. Okay. Yeah, have a tip. Call it eight and buy yourself one just of those Pepsi's. Fifty from the bucks cooler. on a PlayStation gift card, and I'll be on my way. That's just man. That's the whole trade up thing is so depressing because they know. get you. Like when I traded up my iPad, maybe like six, seven years ago. The reason that I did it was one, I was going through a tough time and needed to have some retail therapy, and two, I found out that in less than a week, my trade in value of my previous iPad was going to go from minimal to they actually can't even take it. And so I, I I traded it in and got, you know, minimal value for it. But like, that's so, oh, that makes me mad. Like a PS4, somebody would probably pay you 150 bucks for it. You know, just some dude. Yeah, I know. And, I, and so then I GameStop, the people who arguably have the most resources with which to flip that thing and turn it into profit. Yeah. Can't give you 50 bucks and can't eat a cable. I mean, with the caveat, of course. Uh, GameStop is a fucking garbage company run by garbage people that puts out a subpar product all the time. Yeah. Um, but still, come on, step your step your pussy up, GameStop. Um, fucking shit. What was I gonna say? Damn it. I would think that at five below, you could probably get an oh. HDMI cable for four, maybe even three. Well, I so I've just asked my friend if she wants it, and so like I said, I probably get like you know fifty bucks here to stake it like i don't care at this point i just don't want it anymore you know yeah yeah it's just i got got it all cleaned up i was gonna send it to one of my friends and i was gonna so like i I wiped it all down i got it i I wiped it i got it all out of retirement and shit ready to go and uh so now it's ready and now it's gotta go it's got to go so i am behind on how all of these work no i i'm i don't play enough video games um switch isn't up for me you can play do, God of War, my favorite game. Do PlayStations still have like like physical media? Like, do you buy discs? 
Yeah, it's definitely or have we gone beyond to, that? It's definitely trending towards online. Uh, my both of my systems, I have the newest Xbox and the newest PlayStation Five. Both are the digital only versions, so like I don't, okay. I don't dabble in discery, mm. as they say. But, but they I, make a disc version. Yeah, they still make. Um, so I think recently a game was coming out that was coming out said they weren't going to do any hard copies to save on cost. Okay. And I think that is going to be where it's trending because like video games only just increased the price with uh, the Breath of the, uh, Breath of the Wild. Not Breath of yeah. the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Was like the first... Legend of the Zelda. The first game in a while that like raised its prices and that kind of opened the floodgates for everybody else to raise their prices. So now yeah. a game... Whereas this time last year it was like sixty bucks for a new AAA title. Now it's gonna run you seventy. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. Ninety nine for the fucking digital. For the deluxe editions. Yeah, fuck that. Well, sometimes I always get a deluxe edition if it's a game that I like. But the yeah, thing about at that the point deluxe, you might as well. Yeah. The shitty thing about the deluxe editions is that like they'll give you, they'll usually come with cosmetics mm. that you're gonna that you're gonna not use. You're gonna use for like five minutes in the game, and then you're gonna they're gonna be gone. Yeah. Because you're gonna get some other gear or whatever that's better, and then now that twenty dollars that you added to your total is completely vanished. But so, what I do like is when you get the the deluxe version, and they let you play the game like four or five days early. Now that is worth twenty dollars to me. Like, yeah, that, that's that, kind of cool. that I'd be cool with. You get a head start. But I yeah. got uh, We Heart Katamari Reroll, the port of the second Katamari game over to Switch. Yes, and you know. That's a that's a small game. I had some credits that I could use to make it cheaper. So the game itself, I think, was nineteen ninety nine, which is totally manageable. But then I came very close to buying the deluxe version, which was uh, $30. I didn't do it. But what they were offering was a couple extra skins, which I don't care about because you can't even really see your guy. It's the ball yeah. that you're watching. But like 20 extra soundtrack songs. And if you know the music of Katamari, you know that 20 extra songs is probably worth the the asking. Okay. I did not spring for it. I'm glad I didn't because there's still plenty of music and it's all the wonderful Katamari music that we all love. But there is a little piece stuck in my craw that's just like, wouldn't you have liked a couple more gigantic ska orchestrations of the Katamari theme? And I, you know what? I think I might. But if mm-hmm. I want that now, add it on. I think it exceeds the ten dollars that wow. it would have been had I got it together. Probably only by a dollar or two, but Just now it's a it goes thing. on sale. And here's the thing, though: I already beat the fucking game because I love Katamari and it's a small game. Um, so it, it, you know, I'm I, I've moved past it, but there is a tiny little piece of me that's like, I wonder if those songs were bangers because they they are they're all bangers. Um, I just recently restarted Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, uh, Chad Stahelski, the guy who directed the uh, John Wick movies, is currently uh, helming the film adaptation of Ghosts of Tsushima. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be cool. I, I've seen footage from that game. I've not played it, but it looks totally sick. I played that when I first got my PS4. I played that game and I spent almost an equal amount of time in the photo mode than I did playing uh, playing the game. It's a gorgeous game. It yeah. looks, I mean, photo real, a lot of it. 
Dude, I was like, as far as that goes. I was playing this weekend and I had a gummy and I was like, it was really hitting good. It was, it was really great. Yeah, it was really great. great. And um, I booted up Ghost of Sushi. I booted my PlayStation. I didn't know what I wanted to play. I didn't know what I wanted to play at the time, and I saw Ghost of Sushi. Like the, like Japanese, like twang of the guitar, like started to play when I'm on the screen. And I was like, fuck, this looks good. And I opened it up. It's just the sprawling, vast, beautiful, green, lush world. And you're just like, ooh, this reminds me of my life. Let's go. And the best thing about my setup is that it's a, I have a Sony TV. Mm. So because the PlayStation is also Sony, it talks to the TV and it like automatically does the best for graphics. It like nice. automatically sets it up for everything. Um, and I, you turn off motion control or whatever the fuck the, the default one is that oh, yeah. motion smoothing motion smoothing yeah turn off that you're good to go yeah, but, I, but sony sony more product integration like that is awesome i love that i feel like motion smoothing as much as i dislike it in a cinema sense might look good in a video game sense i think but i don't know that it is in my experience it looks better when it's taken care of from the game side of things if that makes sense like you can control yes. that on the on the actual system yeah, that makes but, sense. Yeah, so that you, that way your input is getting as crisp as it possibly can be. Yeah, because the motion smoothing on a TV setting, I believe what it is essentially doing is adding additional data uh, yeah. between the data that exists. And why it has that sort of drawn out, uh, you know, looking through a window kind of feel. And it's because it's hitting you with visual data that it's not actually receiving. So it's expanding what's there. And that's why it ends up looking herky-jerky as well as uh, so real that it becomes like everything becomes uncanny valley. That's what I believe to be the truth as well. But I'm not a TV scientist, so I don't know if that's the reality that we live in. All I know is that it was one of those things that when when like like I fixed it on my parents TV when they went to bed when they got their most recent TV because they don't understand that that's like an awful thing. And uh, they just see a big TV and go, oh, cool, I can fall asleep in front of this. And then like when they went to bed after they after they got their this was years ago. I was like, all right, time to mess with the motion smoothing. And it's a beautiful TV. So then I was like watching, you know, Creed in 4K. But uh, yeah, I had to I had to turn that shit off because it makes me insane. Do you remember um, at Chili's when we would hack into someone's phone and change their phone to Japanese? Yes. You should do yeah. that to your parents. <laughs> I mean, when I used to work at the uh, at the karate school, uh, we used to do that to my boss where we'd just take the main computer and put it in like Spanish or something. And yeah. he wouldn't know what the deal was. He wasn't even that much older than us. He would not know what the deal was. And we'd have to put it back. But, you know, we were teenagers. We also used to uh, fax photos of uh, Dante Bosco, the guy who plays Rufio. We would fax we would fax like 200 copies of just his like headshot to one of the other karate schools and just send it with a message that says bangerang. And that's just that's just what we would do. It's a lot of a lot of, uh, you know, you're 15 and you pull pranks. Dude, that's uh, awesome. used, yeah, that wasn't even my idea. That was a shout out. Shout out Sensei Chris. He was like, you guys yeah. want to fax him this headshot of Dante Bosco? <laughs> We're like, oh, and he's like, bangerang, bangerang Rufio. 
like, oh, okay. Rufio, Rufio. That's so weird. <laughs> it's so it's just, you know, it's the kind of thing that you can only come up with when it's like three 15-year-olds in a room and we kind of run the karate school at that point. So like these are things that happen, especially because at every karate school in the chain, there's the head guy and then all like the essentially like teenage kids who got their black belts yeah, that went for him. So we're just, it's just henchmen fucking with henchmen at this point, but, you know, getting them in trouble when they're like, henchmen, why is the fax machine out of ink? And they'd be like, well, it's these, all these pictures of Rufio, (laughs) (laughs) which is the best explanation. Uh, Also, while we're on the topic of Rufio, when Rufio dies in Hook, it always bothered me because do you remember what he says right before he dies? Uh, he says, please don't fax 200 copies of my face to a rival dojo in New Jersey. Right after that, okay. what he says yeah, is, uh, no, he's fighting with Captain Hook, and then, like, he, like, has a move that he, like, sort of catches Captain Hook in, and then he says, looky, looky, I got hooky, and then Captain Hook stabs him in the chest to death immediately. <laughs> and you're like, I guess you don't have hooky. <laughs> Like you 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 act so cocky, and it's like such a badass moment. And Hook Dustin Hoffman's just like, but eh. then he's dead. And I was like, oh okay, I guess Rufio is just kind of a bitch. <laughs> That's literally what I. And no love lost to Spielberg, but Hook is crap. That movie what? is so. I don't like Hook at all. Like I know. I mean, I like the imagination on display. I like the attempt that they were trying to do something cool with the Peter yeah. Pan lore, but like, I could not give less of a fuck about Peter Pan. I have never been interested in Peter Pan, and Hook is just kind of like I don't know. It's just it's just fucking stupid. I don't I don't know what it is. But even as a kid, I remember my dad took me to see. He was like, "We're gonna see Hook. Hook is gonna be awesome." And then we're watching it ended like my whole family was like cool what a cool movie and me who likes everything even at like eight years old i was like y'all are going nuts over that that fucking turd i don't know i don't know have you heard the theory that peter pan is a bad guy in the story i I, i've heard this mentioned but i don't remember the details do you have them Uh, i I believe it is without looking it up i believe that the theory is that like peter pan built neverland as a place where kids like never have to grow up obviously yeah and uh captain hook is constantly trying to uh shepherd them into like leading normal lives yeah away from themselves yeah away from the you know at some point everyone has to grow up is pretty much captain hook's bit yeah peter pan is like essentially not letting these kids leave and kidnapping them and putting them on this island where they never have to grow up I mean, it's a compelling case. The only thing that I can see as like a a an issue with that case is that Captain Hook's thing is like you're all gonna grow up, or we feed you to the alligators, and that sort of gives his motivation a little bit of shine of villainy. Yeah. That said, I've always liked Captain Hook better than Peter Pan because Peter Pan because Peter Pan's a little bitch. So Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan's a little bitch. He's a peanut butter. Get out of here, dude. Which what is the best peanut butter? Um. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I always just rock the uh, Acme brand signature select uh, crunchy. I'm a Jif. I'm a choosy mom. Choosy moms, choose Jif. I'm not a. I'm. I'm not. I mean, I honestly probably could not tell you the difference. But 
I know that the Reese's Reese's peanut butter has uh, extra molasses in it. And also, um, fuck. Like a lot of powdered sugar. A lot of powdered sugar, I'm sure. That's how it gets that consistency. Yeah, that like crumbly, crumbly. Yeah. The uh, before we leave Hook, I don't know if I stop me if I mention. No, we've left Hook before. No, because saying that Peter Pan is the good is the bad guy is an interesting take, and it reminds me of something that I've always thought about Scar from The Lion King. I don't think Scar is a good guy, but I really, really understand where Scar is coming from. What do you mean? I get why he acts the way he is. Well, first off, imagine your whole life. Everyone in your family is just like, ah, yes, this is your brother, Mufasa. He's definitely going to be the king of this land. He's so great. He's amazing. We're going to get him this. He's got this lovely wife. His kid is going to be king and all that stuff. And then Scar's like, what about me? And they're like, shut up, Scar. We're not even going to call you by your real name. We're going to call you Scar because you have a scar on your face, you broken <laughs> thing. And that's, and that's freak. it. And like, so am I saying that he should have killed Mufasa? Absolutely not. But I am saying that Mufasa. That's what should've... I assumed when you started this road to justify. It's not, it's not justifying that Scar should have killed him. It's more like Mufasa should have been like, wow, I'm cruising for a bruising. And I'm pretty sure that my, like, oh, I'm such a good king, but I can't even offer uh, love to my brother. I can't even try to understand my brother. I'm not saying he should have killed him, but Mufasa should have at least seen it coming. Do you, you know, know you what want to be a good Scar's king? real name is? No, nobody does. It's just Scar. I know what it is. What is it? It's Taka. Uh, I thought you were going to say Jeremy Irons. It's Jeremy Irons. No. Um, like Taka Taka is a Swahili word meaning dirt or rubbish. So even like he can't win. Yeah, it's so like, I'm kind uh, of I am kind of proving your point. Don't call me Taka. Reminds me of of dirt. And they're like, all right, what should we call you? He's like, I don't know, something majestic like Mufasa. And they're like, well, you have that fucking scar on your face. How about we just call you Scar? And he's like, I, I guess, but I'm probably gonna embrace the scar lifestyle if that's the case. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Scar. Go hang out with these fucking shit-eating hyenas. Uh, your brother's king, by the way. You can fuck off. But go talk to your bird. Like Mr. that's Bean. how it works in most monarchies. Is that the descendant of the firstborn is going to be king, and he just can't wait to be king. Now you're operating from the assumption that monarchies are inherently a good thing. Uh, this is America, baby. No, this we were born Africa, though, in overthrowing. We're, we're talking about Africa. Number one, do we really want to get into number two the historical I, leadership of no portions of Africa? What I'm saying is, we need, we're talking about Africa, so you and I had no longer have any grounds to talk about the political systems of Africa, unless we're talking about the animal kingdom, in which case we can assume that they were operating because it's called the Lion King. We can assume easily that they're basing their hierarchical order on a monarch system so if we're going by the <laughs> rules of nature and not by the rules of of political systems then scar killing the alpha in an essence to become the alpha he's not even being a villain he's just doing what lions do baby no but he is doing that to be a villain because uh because simba is not of age to be king regent mm-hmm. it would pass to him in a regent style so that he'd have more time to get rid of Simba in another way. Yeah. 
But I mean, he's just following the rules of animals where you just kill what's in your way. So like, I don't want to judge him like a person. He's just doing what lions do. No, but he he had pre it was premeditated to do that though. It was an animal instinct. I feel like animals kill each other premeditatively sometimes. Do you really think out there on in the desert on the pride? Some lines like, man, I can't wait to fucking get to Gary tomorrow. He's really going to yeah. get it. I think so. I mean, I don't think it's in terms of like, they're like until I, don't I think build that they this have case a plan. against Gary, Gary the lion, the other lion <laughs> in his pride. I can't wait to take Gary the lion down. I don't know if it goes so far as being like, over the next three months, I'm going to slowly undercut Gary and all that. But I think like over a day or two, they'd be like, this guy's fucking all the lion bitches. If I eat his throat, then I get to do that. I'm going to do that. I think there's that level of of instinct. I mean, like, when I, when I brush my teeth, my cat comes running to the bathroom because typically at night I feed her after I brush my teeth. So she <laughs> okay. knows. And so, like, she has a little bit of foresight. And now a lion is a little bit of bigger version of her, so it has a little bit of bigger brain. And so I think that much in the same way that it would be like, oh, you know, he's brushing his teeth, that means I get to eat. He might go, man, that guy gets to eat first because he's the king of the pack. He's banging all the bitches. If I take him out, I eat first and I bang all the bitches. I think that they would have the capacity to to have that sort of a, a thought. I also think that they probably do have names for each other like Gary and I think that they speak in English and occasionally sing Elton John and Tim Rice songs um did you just look up are lions capable of premeditated murder do animals murder each other by Joseph Castro from livescience.com I'm already on uh, feeling like maybe I don't trust this guy he is a Castro um Yes, basically, animals do murder each other, but it's got to be a little more premeditated than it's not. not. It's not like they just suddenly decide to kill in the moment. Not that that doesn't happen. I mean, we do that too. Crimes of passion. Primates apparently are killing each other at rapid rates, according to this article. Well, I mean, humans are proof. It's what we do best. Yeah, we love a good killing. We and love we've loved killing killer. ever since we've been alive. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's like what we do best. It really is. I mean, even and even in the I don't fictional, kill. even in the fictional world of the Bible, the first yeah. thing, the first act that man did on this on this plane is murder. Is murder? Well, yeah. eating an apple. No, that was a woman. Oh yeah, and they're dumb. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kidding. That's not that's not also, true. In all fact, I, in fact, and... I'd say much the opposite is probably what is ultimately true the bible is the big as the best-selling uh work of fiction in all history there you go um and also if we're really being uh if we're really going to get into the weeds with uh with uh let's do lion it. king it should uh it should be i thought you were going to go into recent, political stuff or religious stuff the like, recent movie the, the northman stuff uh, the northman is essentially just a remake of the lion king and Lion King is basically just Hamlet. Yeah, but I didn't want to go that direction. I, I wanted to go. For, I mean, the dude in the Northman, the main character's name well, is Northman, literally is the, literally Amleth. They just put the H oh at the God. end. Yeah, you know, but the Northman though is also a goddamn masterpiece. 
Well, the North as is the Lion King, but then Hamlet's kind of eh, whatever. The Northman is just a retelling of "We're Back" a dinosaur story. Fair, yeah, it is fair. Starring Hamlet, the, Hamlet the Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Hamlet Tyrannosaurus. Sorry, I'm making myself laugh. <laughs> Ham Hamlosaurus. No, it's done. No, Sir Hamadon. No, yeah. Um, I can't think of any Shakespearean dinosaurs. What are we doing, Shakespearean dinosaurs? Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I I know so many dinosaurs, but I don't Hamlet really know any characters. <laughs> yeah, nothing there. No. What other? What other? Wait. So there's like, so we got Romeo and Juliet. Do they sound like any dinosaurs? No. We've got uh the we've got a Dilophosaurus. Does that sound like any Shakespeare characters? No. So you can't really come at it from either end. We're kind of dead in the water. A Thelopter. Not bad. Not good. Not bad. Not really great, but yeah. it's decent. Um, there's and Crescent. Ooh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Velocity. That's pretty good. Velocity. Right, take a break. Um, very nice. Very nice. See ya. So, I got a uh, a deeply concerning email this morning, and I feel like we need to air it out here. Um, the subject line is actually going to say it all, but uh, you might want to sit down for this. I am sitting, sitting down. down? You, know, you can see me. All right, sit down if you're sitting down. Are you sitting down? Subject line. Get the Enchirito one more time before it's gone. Oh, my God. The body continues celebrating the Enchirito comeback while it lasts. Get it on our app for a limited time. The Enchirito era is ending. Don't miss the opportunity to get the Enchirito one last time on our app before it's gone. When's the last day? I don't know, but I hope it's not today because tomorrow I will be in Center City for a dermatologist appointment. And even though I should be eating healthy... There's a small piece of me that might be grabbing an Enchirito before I come back here and then eating that during the second half of work. Thus ensuring that tomorrow night when we're watching Mission Impossible, I will shit my pants. Can you get two Enchiritos and bring one to the movie theater? I can I can arrange that I can arrange that in two ways. Because if I get it at lunch while I'm at the dermatologist then you're not going to want that Enchirito because if it's not fresh, it's not food. But the Taco Bell is about two blocks away from the theater. So if you just want to go with me to get a pre-movie Enchirito and we could just meet a little earlier, then we can have ourselves a uh, fiesta, if you will. I will. Okay, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll yeah. work out the details then. Yeah, it'll be a real Taco Tuesday. Yeah, we'll end the era together. Taco Tuesday and Chirito era. And I think that mission might be possible. Yeah, and it also might be a dead reckoning, at least for yeah. my asshole. Part <laughs> one. Part <laughs> one, baby. How crazy would it be if Tom... Did I say this before? If Tom Cruise just Probably. fucking died... You tend to repeat yourself a lot on our various a, podcasts. A lot. If Tom Cruise died doing a stunt for part two and we just never finished the series. Oh, yeah, you did dead. say this. Yeah, well, they 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 came out with an article on the variety. I think I read it where they were like, 
we did the stunt on day one so that we knew if we could make the rest of the movie or if we would have to do severe rewrites. Yeah, that's crazy because that they try to write dead. around it. Yeah. <laughs> No, they see the rewrite for me would be easy because they would just be like, so uh, Benji and um, Ving Rames's character, uh, Luther, your mission, if you, Luther. Luther, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is now to do this. They're like, what about Ethan? He's dead. He your is mission, dead. he this tape will self destruct in five seconds. Alps. This tape will self destruct <laughs> instead of this tape will self destruct in five seconds. It's this tape was phased out of pro- of common usage twenty five years ago. The twist is that you find out that uh, Alec Baldwin's character and real life Alec Baldwin were responsible for both Ethan Hunt's <laughs> fictitious death and Tom Cruise's real death because he was he was in charge of the safety on the set again. Yeah, Damn he it, Alec Baldwin. Well, you saw that interview with Tom Cruise talking about safety. Yeah. I forget who it was. So it was someone else was talking about Tom Cruise in an interview. And they said, uh, they asked Tom Cruise about his stunts. And he was like, oh, yeah, when I was doing this stunt, uh, our stunt guy was like, absolutely not. And they're like, well, how'd you get him to do it? He's like, I got a new stunt guy. Yeah. And it's like, that's the kind of like flouting of regulations that gets you uh, uh, imploded in a, uh, a independent submarine by the Titanic. That's the kind of yeah. stuff that has you murdering your cinematographer. You know, those those flouting of... Uh, of uh... But that said, you know, I, I have a sort of hands-off view to, to at least insofar as uh, Tom Cruise, where it's like, hey, if you want to flout the safety, that's fine if you're the yeah. only one in danger. Go crazy. You just make peace with the fact that you might die. But, you know, if you've got Simon Pegg riding the motorcycle with you, then we're going to need to have some regulations. Um, do we have to talk about the fucking submarine situation? I'll just say this. I'm kind of over it, to be honest with you. I don't even need to talk about the submarine. I'll just say this. I find people trying to moralize why it's okay to make fun of this infinitely more tasteless than just owning the fact that you like dark humor yeah because every fucking think piece about how well he was a billionaire and he flouted regulation it's like stop at the end of the day you're mocking a horrible tragedy you can take my approach which is sometimes tragedy is funny and i will make jokes about it because i enjoy dark humor but i can keep in my giant brain the fact that it's also still tragic I would much rather just own the fact that sometimes I find inappropriate shit funny than to try and moralize when it is or isn't okay to make a joke. That shit is tired and pointless, and all it does is make you look like the asshole that you think you are not being. So my big submarine takeaway is this. Either own up to the fact that you like tasteless humor sometimes— with the caveat in place, of course, of, you know, read the room, know your audience. That's the first rule. But beyond that, just own that you like that shit. Don't yeah. sit there and try and make it right or wrong to laugh at the fact that this guy hilariously imploded while trying to look for the Titanic. That's fucking funny. And if you don't find it funny, then you don't have to listen to what I have to say. But, like, don't go... Re- Next time somebody gets all uptight about a joke, I'm just going to link them to their own Twitter feed and be like, you had a fucking party for a week and a half 
giving yourself a nice comedy boner out of a tragedy. So do not tell me I, you know, microaggressed you with a stupid joke. Back, get the fuck out of here. Just own the own your tastes. That's all when, I have to say. When I it's a tragedy out, that it happened, and it's also kind of fucking funny. When I found out that they had imploded instead of like the nightmare scenario of being stuck in that tiny, tiny thing for days. That's a relief. And it sucks I was relieved. It's awful. I was relieved to hear that because I was like that. No, no one deserves that slow burn of a nightmare death for sure. And I am, I like, honestly, like turning into physics uh, is the way to go. It, it's the fact you, that they before, probably didn't even know what's coming is wrong. You're already way gone. Yeah, you are completely ash at that yeah. point. Yeah, and I, it's, I can hold in my head two truths. One, it was a preventable but awful tragedy that is going to have repercussions for the people who loved them and those who loved them. And also, um, what a crazy fun week we had making fun of it. All of that can be true. <laughs> you know, like, And I will own the fact that I would not make that joke in the presence of their family. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and go, well, I checked his bank account and that means that my jokes are moral. Fuck off. Who are you? Yeah. Who the fuck are you to tell? Get out of here. Own your tastes. That's all. That's my takeaway. And also, maybe don't get in a fucking tic tac and swim to the bottom of the ocean because we don't belong there. Speaking of tastes, let's talk about food. Let's talk about food and fish we're going, food. <laughs> we're going back to Taco Bell, actually. Let's do it. Taco. I'm gonna um get. You fill in the blank. Yeah, you gotta I fill in the, the blank. Okay, I, just, I need the rest. Taco. Of the I'm reading it. Taco okay. Bell. Taco Bell partners with Blank for return of Volcano Menu and first ever advice hotline. Um, Taco, I'll read, I'll read, I'll read the, I'll give you more context, and I'll just say Blank whenever I talk about I'm, it. I'm dumbfounded already. Those two things I can't connect. But Taco Bell going. is partnering with the Queen of Heat, Blank, so now you know it's a female, to celebrate the return of the iconic Volcano Menu and the launch of the brand's first ever hotline. As part of the partnership, fans will have the chance to get advice straight from the source of what's hot and what's not. Blank. Need a little life coaching? Covered. Still wondering if bangs are a good idea? She'll tell you. After dying into the hotline at one eight four four, that's hot, but there's no A and T in, in that, so T-H-T-S dash hot. Fans can engage with a selection of six pre-recorded messages while relishing in the heat the volcano menu offers. My gut feeling, I was going to say Wendy Williams, but when you hit me with that's hot, I'm going Paris Hilton. It is Paris Hilton. There you go. Because <laughs> when I see her, I think Mexican food. Yeah. Because you know that Paris Hilton, uh, Paris Hilton's sloppy ass is going to get 4 a.m. Taco Bell when she's drunk as fuck. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't have uh, any negative feelings towards Paris Hilton. Me neither. You know, but she is what she, she is. Taco Bell. She even, doesn't seem to be this, an asshole. Even this promo photo of her uh, with Taco Bell in front of her, she's looking away from it in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, uh, my relationship with Paris Hilton is just that she was in the House of Wax remake, which was actually yeah. pretty good. I remember but that. I feel like what, like, what advice is she going to give? Like, if I'm like, hey, Paris, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really, uh, I'm really upset. Uh, 
you know, oh, I can't find love. And then she would be like, uh, have you tried being born into richness? I'd be like, no, I haven't tried that. Thank you for the advice. Okay, you ready? Oh, Paris Hilton, I ate too much Taco Bell, and now my stomach feels like a volcano of shit and piss. And she'd be like, oh, um, have you tried being born into, into millions? Paris Hilton, expert on all things hot. Hold, please. Me, I'm the hot one. Oh, oh my God. Press one if you're just here for the volcano menu. Press two for advice on sleuthing from Paris. Press three two. if you want Paris to be your life coach. Press four Press to hear Paris's thoughts on bangs. Press five for Paris to read the volcano menu. Press six for a first listen of Paris's unreleased single, Hot One Out June 30th. Press zero to hear parents say, that's hot. I'll have one time to get with five. Okay, no menu available at participating. Every option Volcano opened up. Burrito? That's hot. Volcano taco? That's hot. Lava sauce? That's really hot. Well, that was hot. Need more spice? Order a Volcano taco on the Taco Bell app. That's hot. Press I'm... one if you're just here for the Volcano menu. Order the volcano menu from Taco Bell. So basically, I want to know what happens when you click that you want her to be your life coach. Oh man, I want to know if she did more than fifteen seconds of work. I don't think she did. That's what I was about to say. You've reached the Taco Bell volcano menu hotline, where you can get spicy advice from me. I believe three was life coach, but I'm not sure. Hold, please. Me, I'm the hot one. I guess that's the song. Yeah. I'm beginning to think this is all a plug for her new song. Just here for the volcano men. I've learned that your attitude toward life is kind of everything. Like, basically, if you want a hot life, you have to get a hot volcano taco from Taco Bell. That's just that. <laughs> well, that was hot. Need more spice? Order a volcano taco what on the Taco the Bell. Fuck? I gotta say... I didn't expect that her life coaching advice would be to just get the volcano taco, but I should have expected same message. I should have expected that. So if you want a hot life, according to Paris Hilton, if you want a hot life, you have to have a hot a volcano taco volcano menu. How the fuck did we not get partnered up with this man? Hot pro- hot property. It's insane. Well, you know what it is though. I'm not actually living that hot of a life. My life is temperate. Yeah, you can't. You it's. I'm like I'm carrying the team here in Flavortown. I'm spring and fall, baby. I just yeah. I like that middle ground. I uh, I, I did she? Okay, <laughs> so there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack here. Mas preguntas, mas preguntas. Uno. Let's start with this. Let's start with credibility. Is Paris Hilton the queen of heat, as Taco Bell has donned her? She's the person who coined the or who like monetized the phrase that's hot but when i'm thinking queen of heat um i apologize if this sounds like racist but i feel like that queen of heat should be someone on more on the paul abdul spectrum or gloria stefan spectrum of pop stars i associate heat with i mean i guess if it's taco bell with like latin flavor you know yeah um i also i just did she write a song called, or no, sorry, did her handlers write for her a song called That's Hot and then Taco Bell got swept into it? I think or did Taco is... Bell sweep her into it and go, 
can you just say that's hot a couple times we produce a song like is there an album tied to this or is this quite literally just an ad ad song i think this is a cross promotion but which came first the taco or the song i don't know man i don't know que es primero but it does remind me of I tried to watch Jeremy Renner's show on Disney Plus called Renovations, where he, uh, uh, yes. he like modifies vehicles for good or something. Whatever the fuck, I only got through one episode because the entire show is just a promo for his album. Ah, which like, is weird. It's he does all the music and it just really gets strange and uncomfortable. That'd all be right, great if got... he was like, "We're gonna repair this bus," and they wheel in the bus, and he starts repairing. He's like, "Oh, now we're gonna repair this taxi." Boom! And they're like, "Hey, can you repair this? Uh, this uh, uh what's it called this like snow machine?" He's just like, "No!" <laughs> just re- uh, sorry, but uh, Jeremy Renner will not renovate the snow. He plow. just like starts healing helicopter blades behind him. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! No! Uh, he will- oh! Renovations uh, has been canceled. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Scientist is going to have uh, going to feel good about this next piece of news if he's willing to go down under. KFC is offering a new twist and a signature double down with the introduction of the new hot honey double down in New Zealand. This is a okay. good idea. This is a good idea. Bring it immediately to the United States so I can try it because I love that. hot honey. I um I had some mission barbecue over the weekend at my cousin's graduation party. Mission Impossible barbecue. Mission Impossible par- barbecue. Uh, dead smoking. I don't know. I can't. Ah uh, man, there's something here. Hang on. Dead cornbread reckoning. There was cornbread there. <laughs> bread bread reckoning. Yes. Yeah, it was it was good, but they had a hot honey barbecue. It was like hot honey that you put on the barbecue, like the brisket, and yeah. uh, believe you me, that shit was next level. Um, fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. I went to my first Buffalo Wild Wings recently. How was it? I, it I was remember being as unmoved. it was as expected. That it sounds about middling. right. It was pretty much just like if you had walked out of a Chili's because I was actually at the mall when I did it. If you had walked out of the Chili's from the other side of the mall and brought me the meal that I had ordered, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of what you're looking for at at a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, but they got a new flavor called Blazing Knockout. Now, if you eat all ten of these Blazing Knockout wings in five minutes, you're rewarded. Okay. Um, but these have nine of the hottest peppers, including Devil's Breath, Carolina Reaper, Scorpion, Ghost Habanero, Red and Green Jalapenos, Chili de Arbol, and Cayenne. Blazing Knockout represents the hottest sauce on the Buffalo Wild Wings menu. If you eat 10 of these in five minutes, you do get a free scoop of ice cream and a headband. Okay, well, you know, (laughs) I mean, the things that we will suffer for for a headband. And a free scoop of ice cream. Yeah, you got it. I would be willing to bet that that's probably a pretty easy challenge to beat, considering the low level. You know, some people wouldn't be able to do it, but I bet that you or I would very much be able to do that. The, The flavor of wing that I got was also a promo. It was the new General So's flavor. Ooh. And on their scale, it was like, I would say it was in like the 75 percentile of heat. Mm. And let me tell you, I was I left there sweating. Okay. I left there sweating. So may, uh, maybe there's something to this, because this one was all the way at the top. Okay. Um, I would give it a shot. 
Um, but you gotta I would order eat... it for the table and be like, let's do a little spicy challenge. You got to eat 10 in five minutes? No, I, w- I wouldn't do the challenge now. Well, I'm saying that's the challenge is 10 of them. 10 in five minutes and you get it. Oh, and also your local B-dubs will put a photo of you because that's, that's also something that you definitely want. It's a yeah. photo of yourself in a Buffalo Wild Wings near your home. Guaranteeing you can never run for public office. Yeah. The um does do boneless wings count? No. Okay, because that's see that's where I get hung up. I is do that... like a boneless wing. If I, I'm, this might be a hot take, but this is hot property, and that's what we do here. I what we do. If we're going to, if I'm going to a wing centric uh area like a restaurant like B Dubs, I'm likely leaning towards a boneless wing scenario because I do like to eat them with a fork. I like to eat them with a fork, and like if I'm competing. The judgment of what a completed wing is is probably different for me than it is yeah. for whoever's judging, because like I tend to leave a little like I'm not one of those people that puts the wing in and just pulls the bone out. I surgically work around the gristle and things like that, yeah. so I would probably be able to eat ten, and they'd be like, "He didn't really eat them," and I'd be like, "Give your fucking buffalo wings, give me my scoop yeah. of ice cream, you bitch," you know. Um, yeah, I'd go. Right on. Next, next, uh, next screening we have in King of Prussia, we'll go early and go to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm into that. Yeah. I'm definitely into that. Um, if you have no That's more food I went news, to. I have a. Uh, I have I'm something. Not, I'm like nowhere near done with food news. Okay, what, what I can save got? this for. Well, I uh, I watched a lot of Family Feud over the weekend, and I took pictures. So this, of... is, this is feud news. Feud news. Well, I took pictures of some of the final boards because now that Steve Harvey, and this is a fact, literally owns all of Family Feud, the show has been catered to really match the just the the whole Steve Harveyness of it all, and it's great. But the categories are insane, and yeah. I have one, and yeah, I was going to see if you could if, if you could guess. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say this category in its official, the the way it was officially presented. Um, name a word. Yeah. Starting with the letter B. Okay. That describes your granny's fanny. There are, there are six answers. Six answers? Okay. Um, a word starting with the letter B that describes... Big. Yo, Granny's Fanny. Bing, bing, bing. Big is the number one answer. Okay. Uh, Boney. Boney is the number six answer. Yeah. Um, uh, beautiful. <clears throat> Big red X. Um, shit. I'll give you a small hint here. The no, Granny. I don't want any hints. hints. Be a letter word, letter B, that describes your granny's fanny. That describes my <laughs> granny's fanny. Uh, bulbous. <laughs> That's two X's, and um, the the black right. family across the way will be able to steal from you. What is the the hint then? Uh, the granny aspect doesn't seem to actually come into play that much. It's just words starting with B that describe fannies. <laughs> uh, bouncy? 
Bing, bing, bing. That is the number four answer. Okay. And also, when I said that the black family across the way could steal, I was in no way suggesting a uh, an inclination of them. To, that's just there's typically a white family and a black family. It sounded and how it goes. to me. I didn't mean for it to sound that way. I understand how that really it does bad. sound that way. But in the format of the game, there's usually a black family and a white family. And whoever's playing, if they get the three X's, the other team can steal. That's all that I meant by it. It was just functional. You have two X's and you have three more to fill in. Can you do it? Um, let's see. I can't think of any word to start with B. I'm totally blanking. All right. So the number five answer was bootylicious. That is not. No, no, no. The, num- the number three answer, broad. Broad? Yes. And the number two answer is going to put you on your fanny. The number two answer, but. <laughs> that is so stupid. It's literally butt slash buttocks. Well, because the thing is, they're that not is looking so for dumb. the right answer. It's we asked 100 people. So yeah. you're looking for the and answer those that people other people would give. stupid. Give me another yes, one. that is the Give whole point. One. Give me another one right now. All right. Um, I'm, so uh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Okay, so I'll give you two separate categories. You can pick one of them. Okay. Uh, one of them is... Uh... God, Actually, I'm so... Fu- I'm fucking furious right now. I'm shaking. I, gotta, so mad. There, I, I didn't get a picture of this one, but um, one of the answers that somebody gave was like going to the bathroom, and on the board it showed up as P slash Blast Dookie. Oh, God, <laughs> I wish I got a picture, but I was a little drunk at the time, so I was just kind of laughing. Blast right, so Dookie. There's two categories. One is Blast Dookie. Dookie. Blast Dookie was my DJ name in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The, the first category is uh, what do women find attractive about Colonel Sanders? And then the other How many answers have, are there for that one? Um, there are there are seven answers. Okay. And then the other one um, also seven answers, which is would Steve, Car- would Steve Harvey go to heaven? What are you going to be doing? <laughs> I'll take the Colonel Sanders one. Alright, so what is it? That the ladies find attractive about Colonel Sanders. Uh, he's a good dresser. Ding, ding, ding. The number seven answer is that fly outfit. Um, His goatee. Bing. Number one answer. Tickly goatee. Uh, he's a silver fox. Uh, I'll give it to you. Ding. Number three answer. White wavy hair. Okay, yeah, that that would be that would give that to me. I think um, he knows. I, I think to, they would. He knows how to cook. Boom! The number two answer is cooks slash juicy thighs. Oh, what? That's those aren't the same thing, dude. I have no idea how it works. I was I watched like fifteen episodes of Family Feud because it was so fascinating. So I have three works. answers left. You have three answers left. He, he's rich. Bing! That's the number four answer. That fat wallet. Yeah. Um so got two, two more. Um if you sweep this, I'm gonna shit my fucking pants. He's God, fuck. Um I said he cooks. He's got uh he's a is he a business owner? 
that would have been fat wallet with charity gut yeah i know i was I, i'm trying to think of other like uh he's it's something about like he likes he's got a big family he's reba mcintyre that's not an official answer (laughs) (laughs) he's daryl hammond he's Um, mcdonald he's (laughs) shit come on what do we love about what do the ladies love about colonel sanders Oh, if you uh, were a woman getting pulled by Steve Harvey on the streets of Chicago, he's a, he's, uh, he's high-ranking military. He's a colonel. The number six answer is his gamey odor. What? And uh, his number five answer is his hot southern voice. Oh my god! I should have gotten the voice thing though, but his, his the smell. You did remarkably well on that on that category. I was pretty hype. I was pretty. Yeah. Hype. I was in the zone for a second there. Uh, the two families together did not clear the board. I forgot. I have one more for you that I think will be really yeah. good for comedy. Let's do um, it. We polled a hundred women. How's your man's bottom different from your bottom? Wait, what was the beginning of that again? Uh, how is your man's bottom no, but different? How, how, they polled a hundred women? Yeah, they polled a hundred women. And ask them, how is your man's bottom different from your bottom? It stinks. Uh, ding! That is the number five of six answers. Smells slash farts more. Yeah. Um, it's bigger. Uh, ding! Number four answer. Bigger. Why is everything about Because Steve Harvey bought the show. Um, he knows what's going to give him an opportunity to mug for the camera. It's brilliant. There's one. There's a penis there. <laughs> Sorry, there's no penises on butts. So just the butt, because just the butt, the, butt. the bottom, like the bottom half. You know, it's we're just talking about butts here. They just have to keep it PG oh, thirteen. It's hairier. Ding! The number one answer is bushy butt hair. Yeah. How many are there? How many more are there? Uh, you've got three more. The number two, three, and six. How the answer. fuck are there three more differences between? I mean, there's probably plus. infinite differences. Uh, it's wrinklier, more wrinkles. Um, you know what? I'll give it to you. The number six answer is rough slash zitty skin. Yeah. So uh, we'll give you that. We'll give you that. You got two more. One of them's uh, obvious. What's the difference between a girl butt and a guy butt? Girl butts are smoother. We already did. We already talked about that. No, girls' butts—they're more bulbous. But a guy. Oh, flat, flat butt. Flat. That's the number two answer. Flat, small. Flat butt. And then what is number three? Number three is doesn't look good in jeans. Got one more strike. They probably uh, would have given that to you. Can't dance. Can't move it well enough. Can't move it well enough. The number three answer is firm slash hard muscle. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to make the families <laughs> have got... fun. And Steve Harvey, okay. look at the crowd incredulously. It's Dude, honestly, the vibes on the show are off Give the charts. Give me the Steve Harvey It's in so much fun. I could do these all day. I have so many that would I took pictures of because I was drunk. Game? All right, here we go. If Steve Harvey's in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's been hot property. Would it be really? All right. We asked a hundred people. Harvey in heaven. <laughs> um, All right. We asked a hundred people. When Steve Harvey go to heaven, was one of them Eric Clapton? <laughs> what are you gonna be doing? <laughs> um, Steve Harvey goes to heaven. Uh, there are he'll seven be answers. The host of uh, a really epic Family Feud. <laughs> Ding! The number two answer is hosting Family Feud. <laughs> uh, hosting a talk show. <laughs> Stand up comedy. Number one answer: jokes yeah. slash laughing. Um, drinking, uh, on, on the beach. Uh, combing his mustache. Um, because I'm feeling generous, I'm gonna give it to you under the under the answer of dressed and fly. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, dress the mustache. How many more? Three left. Uh, there are four left. Oh my god, They're driving a taxi. No. Eh. What are the other things Steve Harvey be doing in heaven? This is, this is ridiculous. Right, so, uh, Hang on, I just want to say it's this insane. It's fucking purely insane. Four question, and I hate it. <laughs> All right, so uh, number four, singing. Oh yeah, number course, five. He's got the voice of a fucking angel. Five, flirting, and then it says slash his wife. So assuming she's dead too, there's probably a murder suicide. Um, number six, making faces. And oh, making faces, yeah. The last answer is one that had Steve riffing for the crowd in the most amazing ways. Wait, hang on, hang on. So there is this there's time that he sets aside in heaven to make faces. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing though, is like it's just people on the street that go, uh, making faces. You know, remember Charlie <laughs> Dragons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just that kind of thing. So what's the last one? And this caused Steve to go on like a monologue. Only two people said this, but the number eight answer, what's Steve Harvey going to be doing when he gets to heaven? Begging to be let in. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, Dude, I, I recently watched an episode of Family Feud. And I got to say, there's more... Uh, the the ratio of airtime to actual gameplay is the same as the NFL. There's, oh yeah, there's actually no gameplay going on for most of Family Feud. It's just Steve Harvey riffing and talking to the contestants. But it totally works because, like, what I love about the show is it it's they've figured out how to maximize the the gameplay. You know, just like the, the excitement of the game itself, which is very minimal, but they've figured out how to maximize it to its full amount while also maximizing opportunities for Steve to riff and also just highlighting the fact that families are weird. Yeah, they're just weird. And um, in every single family, no matter what, there's one absolute fucking idiot who just is so goddamn stupid that you can't even fathom it. And the the ed, like when I put my producer's pants on and I watch Family Feud, I can see how perfectly they have just keyed all of those items together to make a just beautifully entertaining product. And and no lie, I watched episode after episode after episode because it was late at night and it was just so much fun. And it was I can so only do funny. Two at a time. It was so well. One family was about to win the car, so I stuck along to wow. see if they would win the car, and they did. They won the car. Nice. Um. But it was it, it was just like 
it was designed in a lab to be perfectly ooh. And it also allowed you to save food news items for next week so that you don't have to do any more research. I mean, by next week, they're going to be out of date, but they weren't really that good anyway. Well, if you want to do one, we can. Or or um, I could do another family feud with you because like I've got a few feud. more. I like the family feud thing that's going on. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, we did the butts. Um, yeah, no more butt stuff. Okay, no more butt stuff. <laughs> All right, um, here we go. So uh, it says right here, no rules. We polled a hundred women and asked them, "What would you leave on your cheating husband's grave?" A hundred women. Yes, and there are seven answers. Um, and you have four minutes <laughs> until we're out of podcasts. A bomb. Uh, urine or feces. That's the number two answer. Steamy dump slash whiz. <laughs> or what was the uh, what was the phrase they used last time? Oh, uh, uh blast dookie. <laughs> blast dookie. Um, uh, I like how it was paired with pee though. It was pee um, like and spray blast paint dookie. vandalism. Yes, graffiti slash then in quotes man slut. Ah, uh, yes. It literally says that. Um. Like all of his clothes, his belongings. Um, uh, a picture of them with their eyes crossed out and like a Hitler mustache. Nope. Damn. That's three strikes. So the number uh, number six answer, rock slash stone. The number five answer, condoms. The number four answer, a picture of her new boo. Number three answer, That's spit slash big loogie. And the number one answer, dead slash black flowers. I feel like loogie has to be in just the bodily fluids catalog. Uh, they separated it, but uh, I would agree. I would agree. Um, think you can bang out a, a five answer one Let's in three quick, minutes? Quick, quick, quick. All Let's right. If you had the ability, if you had the ability to fly like a bird, what you gonna be pooping on? Uh the police station. Um yeah, okay. number three answer, building, we'll call it. Yeah, I got a government building. Um yeah. my uh mortal enemy rival. You know what? I'll give it to you. Number one answer is people slash politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Um and there's three more. Three more. Uh kids. <laughs> and, uh, that's people politician. Other birds. <laughs> no. <laughs> to get revenge for when you were a human. Man, that would be difficult. That would be difficult Cars? to do. Cars, number two answer. Car okay. slash truck. Um fucking shit. What else would you shit on? Uh, what do birds like, shit on is probably the real answer. Like <laughs> um fucking uh baseball players. And <laughs> 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 because of the Randy Johnson incident. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting revenge. Oh, now you're all on board for animals doing premeditated uh, <laughs> murder. Okay. Yeah, when it's now you've bought it. Let's poop. Um, I don't know. Uh the number five answer was statue. And the oh, number four on. answer was people's food slash picnics. I was gonna like say monument, but I guess yeah, that, yeah I guess so. Well, 
that was that I figured that would be covered under buildings. Anyway, do your plugs. That was feud news. And I'm uh Dan Sculvey. Um I'm pissed. Everything that I do is at scullyvision.com and you can check out our other show at Movie Movie Cast. I like to movie movie, and you can follow this show at Hot Property Pod on all of the things. Uh follow my dog at BB underscore the Corgi, uh, and fuck yourselves in the in the butt. And That's when we hang up property. here, I'll text you because we have plans to make for tomorrow and the crowd yeah. needs to know. That's my property, and as always, it's gotta be good. <laughs> it's gotta be live. It's gotta be really great. It's gonna be really great. <laughs>